Welcome to the Mindset Explosion podcast. Unlock your true self and your full potential with me, Matt Redman. I truly believe the rising tide raises all ships and we have so much to give the world. It comes from within and it starts with ourselves. We all have the potential to live our dreams, do the things we thought we couldn't and take full control of our own lives. Sometimes we just feel stuck. It, all it takes is that first step. Take a listen. And if you are enjoying the podcast, don't forget, share it with a friend. Give us a five-star review. Enjoy the show. There we go. I thought it was never going to start. Welcome back, everyone. It's Mindset Explosion. We're on season number five, and it's episode number nine been looking forward to having this one uh james so i'm glad thank you for coming on to the show i had to reschedule with you uh previously in the year so i do apologize for that but been looking forward to it we're on the same mastermind um if you're watching this uh obviously drop a comment in below if you've got any questions for james um well he'll answer them drop them in the comments we can always come back to it and of course if it always if you're listening on the audio podcast drop us a nice five-star review and like comment share you know the drill uh so just a sec we'll get james to introduce himself tell a little bit more about himself uh, and we'll do it go straight then into our new quick fire round because that's always interesting see how people develop themselves and grow no pressure james <laughs> and then <laughs> we'll dive deep into uh, your story your journey the mindset on how you know becoming an entrepreneur and, you know the background behind your business and also want to get some tips because i know you part of your business is about well helping parents just you know, get energized really. So, and a few tips maybe for some positive thinking, because I, I know you're massively going to be on that as well. All right, James, welcome to the show. In a few words, uh, just tell us a little bit more about what you do. Hey, mate, first, thanks for having us on. You know, really, really appreciate it. Um, you know, it's fantastic to be here. But yeah, in a few words, um, quite simply, I help parents get fitter and stronger. Um, losing sort of one to three stone in body weight typically, but it's also parents can live that energetic life, you know, with, with the kids and actually go out there and do more and, you know, achieve more in that sort of way. Brilliant. Hey, that's straight. That was a good elevator pitch. I love it. Straight through <laughs> it. Look, I love it. Eh? <laughs> All right. Let's go into our quick fire round. All right. So which one do you prefer? Uh, podcast or YouTube? Ooh, podcast. Podcast. Which one? Which one? Your podcast. <laughs> Obviously. All right, um, <laughs> book, or, book or audio? Book. What's your best book? My best book. Oh, God, no, you got me on there. At the moment, I am reading Man's Search for Purpose or Man's Reason for Purpose by oh, Viktor Frankl. Victor Incredible Frankl. book. Yeah, to do All with right. the Holocaust. Incredible My book. Yeah, you might have to drop that one in the comments first. That sounds that sounds yeah. right up my street. Love it. So, man's search for purpose. Man's search for purpose, or man's search for meaning. I think it might be called. Um, right. Yeah, how how he got through the Holocaust and where his mindset went to. Oh, I think I've heard about this one. It's amazing. Right. Okay. That's amazing. on my that's on my credit. I got some credits as well for all. Of <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, do you prefer a mentor or mastermind or go your own way? I've got to say, I think I prefer mastermind um, for the reason of that other people are around there to support you more. Um, I think mentors are, you know, invaluable. And I think, you know, we all need mentors. You know, why we're in the job we're in, Matt, you know, it's coaching. Yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes 
you can have people there to support you, you know, every step of the way when you're in that. And, you know, it's lonely. You know, yeah. the people I coach, where do they turn to when they're struggling? And we all struggle. And, you know, you know what? You can hold your hands up right and go, I'm struggling right now or, you know, whatever it is. And actually have somebody there can help and guide you. And I think that's one of the biggest things that you get from, you know, any mentor or mastermind. Because if you go your own way, it might be there for some, but I would say the vast majority probably lean on somebody better. It's freaking hard on your own. Uh, and we met on a mastermind, so just in that yeah. in itself and and, that, and that's a mastermind with different industries right but mm. you know, bounce off yeah i agree so last one it's not very quick fire i've got to work on this. this is a new format it's the only second time i've done it uh so who's your most influential person past or present my most influential person past or present it's a great question i've got to think about it a second you know what there's there's many Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this back to you, mate, because there's many people who have influenced me over the years, mm -hmm. and I think it's a really hard one to be able to say, you know, it's down to to one person that's been my most influential. I mean, typically people within the fitness industry they'll look towards like your Arnie's and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But actually, I would say for me, it's probably people who are lesser known that have influenced me, and in maybe in the way I've thought, the way I've trained, the way I've created things um you know to so throw some people out there you know one of my coaches is a guy that i learned from called zach evanesh uh, in america um i think some of the stuff that he does is fantastic in the way you know training people um i've learned off of the people in the uk um that have taught me a lot about training um there's a guy called andy mckenzie who i learned, uh, learned a lot from and will always give gratitude almost or give you know give praise towards those those types of people first and foremost over you know over anybody else really um moving into nutrition there's a guy that i learned hell of a lot from in sensible aspects before i became a nutritionist called carl whitfield and he's not far away from you um he was a fantastic guy to learn from and now a good friend so i wish i could say there's like one person but you know the reality is that there isn't one person you know it's a whole host of people that have I've learned from a different stages in my my career, you know, over the last 10, 12 years of becoming a trainer, a strength coach, whatever, and, and sort of, you know, helping me throughout of all those things. So yeah, there's not really I know I already answered your question for one. I know you wanted one, but there is one. <laughs> That's a really good answer, and it is so true. You've got to tag all these people in now, you realize that. <laughs> well, we shout people out. It's, it's, it's nice to shout the people out that really assisted us, and 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 that's why I wanted you to come on the show, James, because you've got that entrepreneurial mind, but you're also very it's the, the gratitude um, that you have for yourself. Um, yeah, sorry, the people that you know brought you, got you to where you are now, really. So yeah, it's that that's what this show is about, and it's a, it's understanding you know where we're going, how we got here, but. You know the the people are obviously you know assistance on the way. I well, love I it. I think it's back to that thing that you said earlier, Matt, when you asked about you know mentors and um, you know masterminds, and almost I think as a coach is sort of you're developing, and like yourself, you know throughout the martial arts, you'll have had different people that have. They say when you when you're ready, the person will appear, and I think yeah. at every stage in your life, I think you know I think that's true. Um, because when I first started training, I know you're going to come into this later, but when I first started lifting with the weights, um, for me, there was, you know, a typical bodybuilder type people that you look towards, but more of the people that inspired me were actually the two people behind the counter that had just set the business up. 
that you know had the time of day to talk to you and explain basic bits to you yeah. and then gradually as that progresses and you know you become you know in the industry yourself and then you you know you're starting to impact on other people for me i've always gone out there and gone sort out different coaches within different areas if i want to learn whether that be in weightlifting whether it's in powerlifting whether it's strongman whether it's nutrition whatever the case may be um i've always sought those types of people out and put myself out there and i think because you do that then the right people almost gravitate towards you and you know the universe provides almost don't it you know so whether you believe in that or not i do think that there's certain aspects of there that then come into your life and i think it's just just that you give those people you know the gratitude that they you know or not the gratitude the praise that those people deserve yeah yeah 100%. yeah and, and you, yeah i'm a bit woo woo anyway mm -hmm. so put it out there it's, it's definitely going to come to you definitely so no i love that james brilliant so look i've i've, I've looked through your your story on your website and um you know what you know what journey you've been on um so now we're just going to dive in a little bit deep so obviously i didn't put i didn't want to put too much in the notes because i wanted people to come on and hear it and you know see it themselves so how how have you got started let's, let's start finding out a bit more about your journey and why you, you specifically want to help parents to feel energized where does this you know what was your why where does this all go back to wow um <laughs> yeah i mean as it says on my website um so as a young as a young kid growing up i grew up in rural lincolnshire and um in a specific place in the, uh, called weltley wold so I grew up there and I was running around through the, you know, the fields and doing the things that young kids did in the 80s, you know, none of this sat behind PlayStations and all the yeah. rest of it. Yeah. And my dad was quite old when he had me. Um, he was in his 50s when he had me. Uh, and by the time I was 10 year old, I wasn't able to do the things with anymore that, you know, that, that I wanted to do, basically, you know, for until that period in time, we used to go out walking through the woods, we'd go out with the dogs. He'd be pushed up and push me down the road on my little tractor, and then because he smoked, he'd blow down the, the the little you know exhaust pipe that was on it. And you know, I was obsessed with tractors and farming and everything like that as a young kid growing up. So we'd do all those sort of things together. And it, he wasn't that well even until ten year old. So he'd already had um, two heart attacks by the time I was ten. Then um, prior to having me, uh, ten year old came and he had a stroke. And he never regained, I think it was his right side of his body. Um, you know, his, his arm never moved again. He could hardly move that. Um, he managed to gain a bit of his leg back. Um, and slowly his health deteriorated, you know. And over, I think it was, of course, for like three to six months, you know, I used to spend every evening in the hospital with him. Um, you know, and I was a kid that would leave school, a 10-year-old kid, right? You know, suddenly, you know, his dad's not there and having to go to the hospital every night. And I don't think I ever understood that, you know, when I reflect back at these things. And I've I've done a lot of this because, as you all know, Matt, you know, you go through these sort of, what's your why? Why do you do what you do? And I had to do this the other year. And it took me back into the stage of looking at why am I in the health and fitness industry? I love training, mm. but does that mean I need to coach, you know, to love training? And it's like, well, actually, that it doesn't really, you know, I can go out and go train off my own back, you know. But why do I want to help somebody? You know, what's my driving force behind that? And it came back down to this, because as a young kid, 10-year-old growing up, 
with your you know dad who's got one arm one leg you get ridiculed by you know young kids you know and rightly or wrongly or you know children they take the piss right I, yeah. I swear a little bit so apologies for your listeners if they okay. if <laughs> i'm gonna try and keep it clean mate <laughs> all right but yeah kids take the piss you know kids are cruel and they can put you down um, and say horrible things you know about you you know all the time when when something like this is going on because my dad was getting older um and he was his health was deteriorating more uh, and I, I missed having a dad growing up by the time i was you know 17 he was already in you know a nursing home um and he died as just as i turned 18 uh, and i remember the day as playing this day going to the hospital with it or getting the phone call that dad you know he was ill he was in hospital um, and I went, it was a big rainy day, and I went, stood there with my mum and a friend, uh, and I had to go down to town to go get some dinner. We hadn't eaten anything by this point in time. And literally, as I'd gone out the door, then he died. Um, you know, and I grew up with that. Um, but I almost grew up with a little bit of resentment because of that as well. I, I was, as a young kid, even to my mid and later 20s, I was a bit unruly, a bit off the rails. Um, and I don't know whether anyone was out that was down to my mum did a fantastic job you know of raising me um but i don't know whether any of that was down to not having a father that was present or the resentment of going through these things you know of, of not having that father there the piss taking that's constantly on the go so um i joined the military you know as much as you know a lot of troubled troubled lads did and i you know probably if i wasn't in the military then you know i might have ended up in a you know in prison or something um and some aspects of the military life went very well, you know, some of it didn't. And it was towards, you know, sort of the end of my career within the military that actually things wasn't going very well. And that it just managed to open up a whole host of other issues for me. You know, it's opened up like, you know, hosts of like fighting and alcohol and, you know, sadly getting in trouble with the military right at the end. That caused the end of my you know, military uh, career. And it was when I left the military then that getting in trouble in the local town i realized that i had to do something with my life and i had to change things with my life and mm. um, because i was going to go down that that path um and it was then that i found health and fitness again you know i trained as a young kid um in different sports and clubs and things like that and it was upon leaving that i really found you know sort of almost like my calling if you will and i got back involved funnily enough with martial arts again and after a few years, obviously, you know, gaining a black belt, managed to open up my own, own facility um, and then started teaching that. And, you know, the rest that they say is, you know, history with that. So I think that had I not found that direction, my life could have gone down that sort of turn. And as I say, when we fast forward and we reflect and I've started to do this about what's my why, well, my why is actually because I don't want any children to go down that route again. I don't want and we see this so much, right? We see. You know, obesity is on the rise, heart disease on the rise. It's something like one in three now develop a cardiovascular disease. And it's like, so we've got to do something about that. You know, the governments aren't doing anything about it. You know, they're preoccupied now with wars and COVIDs and, you know, everything else that's been going on and, you know, Brexit and all that. You know, they're, they're predisposed to all that sort of stuff. They're not really concerned with, you know, that actually the NHS is crippled by those two things alone, not to mention cancers and all the rest of it. But for me, as a young kid that grew up without really having a dad present, not being able to do the things that was there, I don't want a child to go through that because it's not nice being able to say, well, do you know what? 
dad, we're off on holiday, but I'm going to have to push your chair up, or your wheelchair up this steep hill. And you see all the other dads running out there playing football, you know, with the kids. So when it comes to a driving force behind me, um, the things that I do with clients are always governed around, you know, trying to make the maximal, you know, impact that I can with the minimum amount of time on them. You know, and that's my driving force, mate. And that's kind of where I was, kind of where I started from, kind of where I went to. No, it's obviously very impactful. And I just want to say, James, because um, obviously I had to find a, a profile image of you somewhere. So I went on your personal profile, had a little stalk, and it is you can just see how much you adore your children and um, yeah, the time you put them back. So that was quite important just to share with you, mate. You're obviously a really good dad. Um, and I, I think the way you've structured your business, not just on what the reasons why, I think you, that's 100% right. I think it's a real powerful angle to come in at, you know, to, you know, hit it head on really, because that, that I'm talking for my, me personally now, my time with my children is, at, is so important. I, I've done, I said to you before, come on, I've been at progressive for the last month. It feels like, so it's, 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 the, I haven't done this for ages, but I've put my development a, a little bit before that time with the kids. So, I should have been with them this weekend. That was so hard. <laughs> so I'm glad now that bit's finished because, but the point is that one of my entrepreneurial and business, well, business things, entrepreneurial journey is, is has been all about, first of all, having that time with my kids because it's so important. And, and again, with my fit, my health, my fitness, my health, you know, with this place is the same thing. So absolutely commend you for what you're doing. Um, okay. Yeah. And like you said, things have come in at the right time and, you know, you could have stayed in the military and whatever would have happened, but you would, this, this was, unfortunately things happened because you were the right person to be doing what it is that you're, you're doing now. So I think, know. I think life leads us there, doesn't it? You know, I think, um, as it's almost like what I said earlier that, you know, the right teacher appears at the right time, but I think they're like, right life opportunities appear at the right time and things happen almost for a reason. We can make things happen and then we can influence yeah. things. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but I do think that things happen for a reason. And, you know, you are exactly where you need to be right now. Yeah. And you're exactly where you need to be because of the things that have happened in the past. Yeah. And sometimes we look at those as almost being a burden upon us, you know, from, like I say, for me, my dad, the military, um, you know, drinking, fighting, all that sort of stuff all the years before. But that's taught me now. And, you know, am I ashamed of, you know, some of those like being drinking and, and, and getting in trouble and all those things? Um, I wouldn't actually change it because now it's given me the perspective of where I need to be. You know, I, I very, very rarely drink now. Very yeah. rarely. You're talking like one or two a year, something like that. Um, but it's given me the perspective of now actually the time that I want to spend and where I want to do things. You know, out walking in the hills, maybe, you know, on a motorbike or um going mountain biking or time spent with the kids kicking a football around going to the football with the kids you know th things like that they're the yeah. things that matter to me but i probably wouldn't have found those things and i have not allowed myself to be open to these different opportunities and move through throughout my life definitely and it allows you to understand people that are in that situation as well to be able to guide them through the right yeah like right person yeah. yeah so you teach um like a a work life uh, you know, well, parents to stay active. Have you got have you got some top tips? What would be your top tips? I know if we go on your website and please put the um, put your website into the 
the comments, uh, James, because that's, that's really important for me, important for you, but it's important for me. You know, drop it in there, um, so people can find you know search you out. But I know you're really busy as well. James is hard to get at the moment. <laughs> hard to get. He's just hard to get. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I know they can download like um, uh, some. Hang on, I've got to go and have a check for it now. But you can download stuff, right? You got some. Top you can download stuff on there, yeah. Like, what um. What what are your top tips that you got for keeping that you know as a parent staying active? As a parent staying active, um, so there's multiple tips really that people can do. Um, I think the first thing is people need to almost you need to understand where you are in your journey. You know, if you're if you're extremely overweight, then you need to understand that you're in that position right now because you know. If you, if you think about this, because holiday season will be coming up soon, right? So everybody's probably going to go on some form of a holiday, long weekend, whatever, you know, over the course of this year. And you never go anywhere without, if you're ordering a taxi, without telling the taxi where you are. You never go anywhere without, you know, knowing where you're going to be flying from, more importantly, and then to. So, and that's the same with your health and fitness, right? You need to understand where you are right now. You need to understand what that then journey is going to look like. Because if you're just going to lose a couple of pounds, well, that's a completely different journey to somebody who's going to lose three, four, five, six stone. Completely different journey. Mm. So I think that's the first point and call. The second point then is that people need to understand where they want to go to. Um, and that's really specific. Because again, if you've only got a few pounds to lose, well, actually changing your life massively probably ain't needed. Yeah. You know, so then that is going to then dictate the level of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The level that you're going to be required to then work at, the level of complexity. Because for me, there's when we look at the fitness industry, it's that fucking overcomplicated. It is unreal. You know, you've only got to look at diets, right? So we've got diets, you know, you've got the keto, you've got intermittent fasting, you've got carb backloading, you've got paleo, you've got vegan, pescatarian, you name it, yeah? People victimizing different foods, shake diets for this, that, and the other. When the reality is, let's look back at what our goals are, look back at where we are, where do we want to get to? If we want to lose five to 10 pounds, we well, don't need to change that much in your life. So that can be done with a really, really simple approach, you know, and that's maybe just done with, yes, we need to probably create some form of calorie deficit, but it doesn't mean we need to live on these fitness fucking tracking apps and all the rest of it. So it's, <laughs> you've, you've got to understand where you are. You have to understand where you are. You have to understand where you want to get to. And like I say, once you've got that, then we implement more changes over time. And I'm a big believer in building habits for people um, that are sustainable and coaching behaviours, you know, because every behaviour has a reward. Smoking has a reward, right? Or we won't do it. Yeah. So we've got to understand what those triggers are and those things are that are going to drive us and move us forwards. So um, for me, it's about changing those little habits and those little wins. You know, if you're not out there exercising, start with a walk go out there and start walking daily and just tick the box for that. And it might not seem a lot, go like, I'm going to do 10 minutes a day. Did you manage it? Yes or no. And actually be honest with yourself and have that look in the mirror. Did I manage that? Yes or no? No. Why not? And then we've got that process of reflection. And I do this with all clients every week. Um, and it's almost like our reflections that we may do Matt, with, you know, the business. Yeah. Is it going in the direction? Did I do this? Didn't I do that? So on and so forth. We do that with ourselves, right? Yeah. Because if you do that reflection, you're honest with yourself, then you've got that to be able to look back on. Did I go on a walk every day? Yes. Did I lose weight? Yes. Cool. 
just just keep doing that. Don't fucking change yeah. it. Let's yeah. just do that. <laughs> right? It's working. When it, it stops working, let's yeah. worry about it. Yeah. You know, the first thing I do with people when they start with a um with a diet of any description, I hate that word, but a diet, yeah. everybody's got a diet, right? The first thing that I do is I get them to record what they've eaten. Because if they lose weight off that, which they tend to do in that first week, then then I don't change it. Because why change something that's clearly working? Because yeah. they're probably going to improve the diet as a byproduct of working with a trainer anyway. So record everything you've eaten. Did you lose weight? You know, did you exercise that on that daily basis, 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it is? Don't overcomplicate it because my biggest thing is that time with the children and time with the family and all that sort of stuff. Well, actually, it needs to be as simple as possible then. Yeah. And these, you know, hour-long workouts in the gym aren't necessary. They're just not necessary. Like my my workouts last probably 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, the same. I, I train 45 minutes. That's it. Hmm. You know, if I'm doing my... I do three times a week. The yeah. rest of that, and you know, I refuse to go over that. Yeah. The rest of that is walking the dog. Yeah. It's funny though how people perceive time, isn't it? And I got, <clears throat> I got to do more of this and more of that. I got to work more. I got to, and and actually, if we just thought a bit smarter, we're going to be getting loads more done anyway. Like I think we are, yeah. And I think that's the thing that stops people, a lot of people anyway, is moving forward with the health and fitness yeah. because people. When you think about a task, you think about something, you've already got a preconceived idea of, of how long that's going to take. Yeah. So you've got a preconceived idea of that going to the gym, maybe take you an hour. Okay. Yeah. But in your head, it's not taking you an hour because you've got to get ready, which means you've got to decide what you're going to wear. Okay. Now, right now I've got to, now I've got to go to the gym. Well, that's, that's 20 minutes away or even 10 minutes away or whatever it is away from you, but I've got to travel that distance. I'm looking for your Instagram post. <laughs> Oh God. And before you know it, you've got three hours that are taken up to go to the gym and you're like, yeah, 40 minutes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you know, so people put that on themselves and it's that what stops, you know, there's a saying in there, it's the start that stops most people. And that's yeah. true. Let's just start with five minutes and then let's just worry about that. You don't, don't worry about anything fancy. Years ago when I first started training and started taking lifting weights seriously, you used to go into the gym and people would be there in jeans with studs on and things like that and work boots. And I used to be one of them, right? But now, God, you can't do that now. You can't go into a gym and start trading like that. So you're like, well, yeah. what can I wear? Yeah. You know? Oh, good. Brilliant. <laughs> no, that's good tip. So thanks for that. I was, I was really informative. And I, I, I think it's funny how, well, it's not funny at all. It, it's under, you said the word diet, die eating, whatever you want to call it. But, um, is i think as a media thing because every expert i speak to no one like we we don't like the word diet do we no i think maybe everybody, it's the of it. yeah yeah they have this preconceived idea that you have to live on a diet to you know mm. to, to look the way you want to look and let's be honest right most of these things that are created and most diets that get prescribed people either via a meal plan or one of these mm. shakes or something like that they either start off from probably like a bodybuilding way of looking at things. Yeah. But that isn't relevant to a parent. You know, yeah. that isn't relevant to somebody who's got two kids and just wants to lose five pounds. It's not relevant to them. You know, it's couldn't be further away. They don't have to live on chicken, rice and broccoli. And you don't have to be, you know, religious to like, that's what you've got to eat on that meal plan for the next seven days. You don't have to do that. 
You need to be able to understand some principles and concepts around nutrition and maybe get your plates looking a certain way and aim for good, not great, a little better each time. You know, what's a better choice? Well, I could have that wrap today or I could have a potato, you know, or I could, you know, eat a fucking slice of pizza or I could have, I don't know, some, some grilled chicken. And it's maybe you start to make better choices rather than perfect choices. You know, and like this weekend, I've had cake with the kids. We had ice cream yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's those things, isn't it? You know, see, so we've got those things that are there and it's it's understanding well, those things and not living on the yeah. diet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I enjoy my food. So, and it's nice <laughs> having little treats anyway. So. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Yeah. Um, okay, let's just move a bit into your, your mindset. So, obviously, you, you talked a little bit about you know how, how you got to here but um or maybe for the viewers or what, what's been your biggest challenge uh could be today or in the last however many months and how have you overcome it you might have touched on it a bit but so that's my yeah question. so my biggest challenge um of late was covid without yeah. uh without a shadow of a doubt being in the you know the health and fitness industry mm. um covid closed my gym completely um within the first six weeks i think it was um, everything that i did was personal training yeah and as a result obviously personal training comes at a higher price than a for gym membership right because you're, you're coaching not only the hours that are there you're you're coaching behind the scenes as well you know you're preparing things for people or answering questions if they need it or whatever yeah um so i had 90 clients at that point in time 90 members of the facility and obviously covid hit and i don't think anybody could have predicted, you know, the level and the time of that COVID was going to go on for and the level it was going to affect businesses. Um, and I was adamant that I was going to keep going for as long as I could. And I said, as long as, because we didn't know what it was at the first, did we? You know, but I said to all clients, as long as we don't start to pile loads of cases up in my local little area, I ain't bothered. Yeah. And I encountered a little bit of resistance off people for that as well. Um, that was separate to the gym. I said, we'll just be sensible. You know, we'll, we'll do whatever we can. We'll just be sensible, right? Um, and then we started to get those, you know, few little pockets. And I made the decision then on the Friday. I said, right, we're, we're going to close. I said, because I have got vulnerable people, you know, that, that come here. Um, and some of those now weren't coming. I thought, well, I'll make decisions close. On the Saturday, Boris closed everybody anyway. Yeah. You know, and then... I knew deep down, I thought if we stay closed for up to six weeks, we'll be okay. Yeah. Because as I've already said, clients were paying, you know, more than the 30 quid a month gym membership. Yeah. Um, and I thought they'll stand it for one month. I thought because everybody's in the situation together. After that, then it's maybe a different story. Um, and lo and behold, I think it was on like six weeks-ish, he gave the announcement that you're looking to like, 12 weeks or more or whatever else it was mm-hmm. and it was just literally man i was just sat there and it was like bing email membership cancelled bing email membership cancelled you know and it was nearly a thousand quid within one afternoon that memberships had gone mm-hmm. and i was just like fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i remember thinking what am i going to do yeah and a lot of people say that well you know you had your grant or you you 10 grand or whatever it was that they mm. give you, you know, to which is fine, but it were two grand to open the doors on that building, you know. So that doesn't 
you know, and obviously at that moment in time, I just invested into um, with masterminds and things like that. Yeah. So that money was gone. Yeah. There was money there that was just invested. And I was like, now what do I do? Yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly when it was that I, that I made the decision that, you know, I'm going to have to close here because it's, it's just unworkable. My landlord couldn't drop any, any in rent. Yeah. Um, Cause he had his overheads, you know, much yeah. the same as the rest of the country did. So it wasn't his fault. It was nobody's fault. It's just what it was. Um, and I made a massive switch about like, you know, actually I'm going to go online, take away again, the complexity um, as a lot of trainers did moved on to an online, you know, platform um, and then slowly start a rebuild process from there. Um, so that was definitely challenging because obviously, you know, you've got your, you know, your place where you live, I've got children to support, so on and so forth. But it was just like, you know, what, what do I do? Yeah. So gradually over time, over this last like year or so, there's been a, you know, it's been a massive rebuild. Um, yeah. But it has taught me some things. It's taught me that actually I don't want a huge business like I thought I did. You know, I thought I wanted a, you know, a big, massive business with, a chain there and opening another facility over yeah. there somewhere you know i thought i wanted all that yeah and i realized i didn't um and i realized the things that are important to me that we've already you know i've already said i love hill walking i yeah. love you know spending time with the kids taking a dog for a walk playing sports things like that they're the things that are really important to me um so now my life is really simple i now have a the gym that i built in my back garden where i coach people predominantly on a monday and a wednesday um, I have online-based clients in two different forms of programming, either online or um, one-to-one or, you know, like a little group-based package. Um, and that's pretty much it. And that's the kind of life that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to build for myself, you know, to get it yeah. back to where I want it to be at. It's not where I want to be at yet. Yeah. But I'm not after that anymore. No. So, yeah, no. it was a hard challenge, but it taught me the lesson. I think it's that thing again, isn't it? You know, it teaches you the lesson if you're ready. Yeah, hundred percent. I totally, I can absolutely relate a hundred percent to everything you just said. It, it it was horrible, basically. And even and yeah, I, do you know what? It's funny because um, you're saying about like I had one client, and you know that's their opinion, but they were angry that I was getting a grant. So you should have this, and you should have that. It's like flipping out. I'm trying to keep staff on hundred percent wage. I couldn't always pay myself, to be honest. So, and. You could just see, like you said, you just kept seeing this number drop down, and we've worked so hard to where we got to. So, yeah, 100% relate to it. And oh, mate, it was, it's so fun, isn't it? To see, yeah. to see what happened. I mean, it's, it took us 10 years to get to where I got to. Yeah. Um, and to make that facility work, you know, a lot of people don't know. A yeah. lot of my clients then didn't know. I moved out of my house and lived in my gym for mm. nearly a year mm. to make my, that facility work. I woke yep. up Christmas morning when we were doing renovations in the gym. Mm. Um, I woke up Christmas morning with my kids sat around me with a Christmas tree in my office. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, people speak about hardship and it's like, yeah, know, I went through that to make that work. Cause I have had some that have called me for closing the facility and I'm like, you have no yeah. idea what that took to close that facility. Yeah. No, no. I, yeah. I relate a lot. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately or unfortunately, but this is, I guess that's part of being an entrepreneur and a, a business owner sometimes, but I, I guess that entrepreneurial mind is what helps us then pivot to, you know, kind of get through it really. And I think with the fitness industry as well, I think it's been hit 
with a hell of a punch in the face massively massively um and yeah we got support and it, it's, it's gone it, it didn't last it, it did what it, it just about kept you going i guess but um i, I know a lot of people that have just stopped closed down couldn't continue with it and i but I, I can see the road ahead is going to be great but it's at the moment it's all about rebuilding 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 and the same as you james i had to look right how can i support this i, I got i can't just rely on here anymore that's what it's you know for myself mm -hmm. is i need to find different ways that's gonna a support me as a dad b support the you know what what's going on here and the the, the future of that by different means really it's a bit of to dip your toe in this water and find out but but i think um yeah you you, you got that entrepreneurial mind you've obviously got a, a great mindset um so it kind of leads me into the next question so how did you develop this mindset that you have because it's it's clearly a very strong one um to do well to do what to do what you do basically um for me i think it's something that's been developed over time yeah when i there's one key time in my life that has made me relentless um, but it made me relentless in a fitness way for myself and then i've had to learn um and i'm going to name drop somebody else in a second but i, I had to learn then of how to then translate that across into business. Um, so when I first joined the military at 17 year old, um, I went to try for the powers basically. Um, and I passed like the aptitude tests and all that sort of stuff, the fitness based work that they wanted to. Um, and at 17 year old though, I'd left home, started basic training and I just wasn't, I wasn't mature enough. You know, you've got people that have come from rough parts of the country at that point in time, probably still is, you know, from hard upbringings, um, I'd come from, yes, of what had happened to my dad, but quite a soft upbringing, really, I think. Um, and I weren't mature enough. So I came out and then I re-enlisted again later on, like a year or so later, and went to a different unit. Um, and that regret of knowing wasn't about going to the unit, it's knowing that I could do something later on in life um, plagued on me a little bit. It was like, oh, give up, mm -hmm. you know. And that was the last thing that I ever give up on. Because when I re-enlisted, I won fittest recruit because I had that drive to like, like, I don't care, I'm going for it. You know, and it was like, I then developed that mindset of like, how far can I push myself? But this was in fitness. And for years, I didn't have this in business. I didn't have it. I just couldn't do it. I was just like, I'd get mentally tired in front of the computer or learning or reading or whatever the case may be because I'm mildly dyslexic. Um, and I'd get mentally tired, but within fitness, I'd challenge myself and I'd continue to push and push and push. And I might not win everything, but I'd never give up. You know, I'm one of those people when you look at, I don't know, when you listen to people like David Goggins, who says you can do 10 times more. Well, if I'm out running and like I'm knackered, I can go like, I'll go to the next lamppost. I'll go to the next lamppost. And the next, next lamppost never gets there because I get there. Then it's like, there's another lamppost or there's another yeah. And it's almost that analogy. And I developed that over time. And then there was one day I was part of a men's group with a, a fantastic coach that I learned a lot of from in mindset with a guy called Paul Mort. Um, don't know if you read of Paul. Just works with men predominantly, I think. He might be working with women these days. Um, but we was on a, a beach at South Shields. And one of the finishing 
fitnessy exercise things that we were doing was a, a crawl, basically on your hands and knees, crawling knees off the floor. And it was about 20 meters away, you know, one day sack to another. And we had to crawl to one, turn around, come back. And you just had to keep crawling. And if you give in, you put your knees down, stood up, shook your legs out or anything like that, then you had to go straight into their burpees. If you couldn't do burpees, you had to hold a stress position. Yeah. And it was just that. And in my head, I set off. And you almost take strength, weirdly, from people dropping. Yeah. Like, right, I'm not going to drop. I'm not going to drop. And I kept going. I remember my triceps were on fire. They were burning. You could feel it down your arm. I'm like, fucking hell, this is hurting. You know, and I'm, I'm 42 now. Right, so this was this was just part into COVID when everything freed up a little bit and we could do things again. Yeah. Um, and there was lads there that were in the 20s, obviously. So me being a stubborn boy, I was like, I ain't, I ain't giving in to these. Um, and then partway through it, there was four of us left. Um, and he stopped, you know, stopped it all. I don't know how long it went on for, but I refused mm. to give in. And everybody came to me and they said, that was fucking amazing. <laughs> right, how did you do that? Yeah. I was like, I yeah. wasn't going to give in. I just refused to allow myself to give in. And I sat there and spoke with Paul. Um, and some of the things that he said afterwards was just like, how can I get that mindset and put it into my fitness, uh, put it into my business, put it into any other area of my life with the kids, you know, how can I be better, you know, and, and strive to achieve more? And his answer was simple. You've already got that. Yeah. You're doing it. And it's as simple as that. I'd never really, I don't know why, just there's been a mental barrier on there. And it was at the moment then that that had happened and things had turned even more. And then I could just push more and more and more and just achieve more and just never give in. Yeah. Well, you just answered my next question, so I don't have to answer it. What's <laughs> 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 your biggest aha moment? That. Yeah. That. It's funny, isn't it? We've got so much, our, and a lot of our skills are they can be transferred into so many different things and, and, and simply could be something like that, the way we think and what we do. And it's right there, isn't it? Um, have you got some top tips for maybe that positive thinking, just a, maybe two or three, something like that? Like yeah, you... definitely. Um, so there's a good resource for people to get first and foremost is um, the Daily Stoic. Um, like quick three-minute little little tips. Um, so that's good. There's another one called, uh, it's another podcast. Still still stay on yours, Matt. No, it can um, still go to other ones. It's important. We got to share. Go to other ones, go on other ones as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's another one out there called uh, Mental Performance Daily by a coach that I've learned of called Brian Kane. Um, yeah. So that's fantastic. Um, but for me, I don't know. So control what you can control. Yeah. Has to be, you know. Like that. I like people that. are worrying too much about what's going on. Yeah, and it's fucking awful, isn't it? What's going on yeah. in the Ukraine right now? Yeah. Um, or what's gone on with COVID and how much more shit can we take? Yeah. Right now, that ain't impacting you. No. So you worrying about that isn't going to help you, isn't going to help your family or anybody else. We can look to it, and if yeah. we can do something, then we can work towards to maybe help to improve that. Yeah. And for Joe Public, that will probably come when the war's over, when they might need some form of funding or raising to try and help Ukraine rebuild again. You know, it, that's probably where it's going to come. But stressing about that right now ain't going to change anything. No. Um, and that's the same with anything within your life. Focus on what you can control and don't worry about anything you can't do anything about. Um, it's probably one of the biggest ones. Um, a big tip really would be about consistency and that accountability with yourself, I think. 
Um, yeah. You know, and there's no little mantra for that. It's just do the things daily, put in the work daily that you need to do. That's going to make a massive difference. Like it, like it. I'm just making some notes now because I'll put them out later. But I think definitely accountability for yourself. But I love that control what you control. That's um, that's a good one to live by, definitely. So in the last 12 months, we've talked about COVID and all sorts of things, which feels like 12 months. But it's actually two years. Um, but what in the last 12 months, um, or it could be the last two years, whatever, uh, James, what's more recently, what's been your biggest win that you know you, you've had? The biggest win that I've had. It could be anything you develop. It could be any, a win's a win at the end of the day. Biggest win that I have had. Um, achieving life balance, work-life balance. Everybody speaks about it, right? In business, um, mm-hmm. you know, or even just in just in you know, maybe a, a CEO or something like that's listening to this is choosing that work-life balance because I don't think there's anything. I don't think there is such a thing as a work-life balance. It's just life. But I think trying to achieve some balance between, right, that's then and this is now. And it's focusing on that moment. It's that one thing again, isn't it? You know, it's that focus on that what you can control. And right now I can control living in that moment. Yeah. And that's probably been the biggest take-home for me. Um, and that's, again, is what COVID's, you know, helped me to realise and actually see more of. It's like, right, right now I'm with the kids. Cool, I'm with the kids. That's it. That is on silent. It's a yeah. way, you know, if I'm out with the kids, that doesn't even come out of the bloody car. Oh. It's left in the car. Yeah. Um, if I go out for a meal, it's on silent. I might keep it there if I need it for emergency, but it's on silent. Yeah. Um, you know, and trying to do away with as many distractions as possible, controlling that environment. You know, if, if we let the environment dictate what's going to happen to us, then we're probably going to be there for more temptations and, and to do things that we're not there to do. So focus on that moment and be in that moment. Definitely a big thing for me. You said something there on on not military background, but I just wondered if it was from your military where you said about the environment, not that the environment can can take control of you. Do you think that's come from that your military background a little bit? Like you, you know, and the the whole like taking accountability for yourself and control. I think the accountability side definitely because you're taught from a an early stage all the way through. You know, your basic training um, and such like of that. You have to have accountability, not only for yourself in the military, but yeah. for other people as well, for your muckers, because you've got to look after each other. Um, you know, you talk that when you're out away on, you know, operational tours, you've got to look after, you know, they call it a battle buddy. You know, you've got to look after that man that's next to you, you know, that man that's in front of you. Um, but more importantly than that, you've got to have accountability for yourself. You know, have you cleaned your weapon? You know, is, is it functional before you go out? You know, have you eaten? You imagine, you know, you see this all the time. And I saw this only recently on a um, Remembrance Day parade that I was stood there on, and a lot of the young kids collapsed. Um, have you eaten today? Something as stupid as that. But if you can't have accountability for yourself within that, then how can you function and serve your, you know, your unit to the, the best of its ability? So I think you've got to have that accountability. Um, but, yeah, controlling that environment. Um I think, yeah, that's probably is there from the military, but I wouldn't say it maybe resonated with me as much. Yeah. Um, I did learn that over multiple coaching courses um, and, and certifications and things like that that I've been on. But for me, it's a powerful one because that can work in a plus and a minus sort of way. So I'll give you an example of both. Um, 
controlling that environment well imagine you're somebody who struggles to train struggles to do the exercise mm. and i worked this with one client by the way so i'd have him set his alarm and he would stick his phone at the end of his bedroom and away from his bed so what's going to happen when that goes off it's going to annoy you right you're going to have to get out of bed but second to that i get him to stick his gym kit that's there with him so he's taking what's normally a negative rolling over yeah. turning his alarm off so he's using that to his advantage he's he's controlling his environment the second one might be and it's a typical sort of office worker that i'm thinking of when they have this is that you know what goes around in the office dinner time biscuits cakes pastry you know you name it bacon sandwiches all the rest of it don't they you know um take yourself out the arena if you're not in that arena how can you be influenced by that so you've only got like a small amount of willpower people say oh, i just need i need to be stronger ah oh, it's, it's not willpower yeah willpower is great in the morning i bet by the evening you've got fuck all willpower left and you're snacking on everything else <laughs> so if you imagine that with peer pressure on top of you as well there's only one it'll be all right but if you have one yeah. every day of the week it soon mounts up right yeah so if you go to work with the stuff that you've got and then you take yourself out of that arena go for a walk go outside whatever it is you come back in those things are gone because they've eaten them all yeah, oh, that's so great. That's controlling that in that different place, right? It's it's, it's controlling that yeah. environment. Yeah, I think even I'm just I'm just thinking of um, past work I I did, and sometimes there was that happening, a little bit of negativity. But actually thinking where I would remove myself at lunchtime made a big mm. difference. But yeah, it's really good advice. I didn't even thought about it then, you know, until you said it. It was just a natural environment, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's really relevant. I think. Yeah, definitely, a hundred percent. Um, so uh, is there anything? Just coming up to the end now, James, but um, one piece of advice you would give your younger self, not necessarily change it, but like what piece of advice? One piece of advice. Um, listen to experience of what other people are telling you. Yeah. Perhaps not act on it, but at least fucking think about what they're telling you. <laughs> yeah. You know, rather than thinking you know it all. Yeah. <laughs> definitely all right now good yeah experience um yeah i guess sitting on standing on the shoulders of giants but would you say though it's important um i guess we also got to be careful of that because we can li- like seek out the right advice from the right seek people. Out the right advice absolutely and that's yeah. why i say perhaps not act on it yeah but i think you know in a younger self certainly mine is um or was not hearing the advice what is that it's gone in there and it's gone out there yeah. and then i've forgotten all about it by the time i've yeah. two steps you know i think like the same youth is wasted on the young yeah and i think that's probably the case with me definitely um certainly the the older i've got the more you know that my head's been screwed on if you like you know and it's it's i think listening to the advice that some tell you perhaps not acting on it yeah making that thought process like is this good Okay, what about this? What about that? What about the other? Yeah, that's cool. Let's move on with that now. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much. Um, just to finish up, have you got any, I mean, is there any courses or anything, workshops, or how can people get in contact with you, James? Yeah, so um, most of the stuff right now is on my website or can be caught on social media. Yeah. Um, so my website is just jamesbreakspear.co.uk. Um, social media, um, I'm on Instagram. I'm more active on facebook and anything else and reach out to me on there by all means uh 
I offer one-to-one -one personal training in person. I offer one-to-one -one online as well. Um, currently full for in-person. Uh, online, I've still got availability on that. And then I run two different um, coaching programs that are on a monthly basis as well. Active Mums and Busy Dads Clubs. Love and that's it. just simply is monthly coaching uh, yeah. for people at a lower investment. You know, I want to be able to help everybody and not everybody can afford personal training. So, um, you know, I want to help as many people those programs as I can. Love it. Oh, great little coaching programs as well. So you've got kind of tiers for... Yeah, know. nice little tiers for them. Yeah, so starting off, you know, that's 30 quid a month. Um, yeah. And, you know, they oh, get wow. the um, programming done each month. There's obviously yeah. nutritional help within there. There's there's two uh, coaching calls that are in there on a monthly basis. Um, so every other week we do a coaching call within that as well. So you're not left to your own. It's not one of these. I bought a program and you don't be able to speak to anybody. It's yeah. you know you bought a program. And the support's there if you so choose to use that support. Um, you know, and then obviously then it goes up into to tiers from there within one to one and such like. It's specific to you that you need. And um, so yeah, active mums and busy dads club. Brilliant, I love it. Obviously, I, you know, you've talked about your training and how you got to this level. And uh, I, I vaguely remember being in a breakout room with you. You're a smashing guy, James. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, and I just want to say, you know, it's great work that you're doing. And you clearly do have a mind where you, A, you can see the path forward and how to help people from your own experiences as well. But just for the knowledge and the, you know, your own experience. Um, but yeah, get in touch with James. Definitely. And uh, let us know how you get on. James, thank you so much for coming on my show today. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, and anyone that's watching, please drop us a nice little five-star review, get in contact with James. And can they reach out pretty much on any of those? You said anyway, didn't you? Reach yeah, out. reach out on any of those platforms. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Cool. Thank nice you very much. Peace, love. Um, we'll see you all next week. I got another great guest booked in. Be talking, uh, well, you know, you have to tune in and find out. I'm not going to say about it now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye. Hi, it's Matt Rubman again. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please check out my other podcasts. I've really interviewed some great people with some great stories talking about how they overcame and developed their own mindset. If you've enjoyed it that much, of course, give me a five-star review. Don't forget to share and like.